This is a KUNV Studios original program. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I'm sitting here going to do this show alone today, and I got Wes who will continue to direct me as I uh, work through this process. But uh, excited always to try to share some information with our listening audience, particularly you veterans out there who may need some help. Let me say that... um, once again, I want to mention some birthdays that, that occurred this month in February. My wife, Marsha, my friend, longtime friend, Eddie Bunch, Mr. Ray Feaster, gone but not forgotten, Mr. R.J. Robinson. We got Myron Jenkins and we got Les Brown. These are folks that I am aware of, uh, longtime friends that are that have had or having birthdays in the month of February. And, of course, this past week we had uh, something that my wife and I have never, ever shared, and that's Valentine's Day. It is a, it is a huge market for chocolate and, and other little gifts that people give out to their loved ones. I love my wife just the same, but we don't share no gifts. And I know, oh, he's, we thought he was cool. I am cool. Keep my money on that particular holiday. Look, uh, once again, Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. I mentioned uh, last week, and I want to mention again, William Melville. He's a housing case manager for Salvation Army, and they do veteran services. They're housed out at that uh, resource center that I was telling you guys about out in way north in North Las Vegas. And also Walter Lascano. He is the uh, veteran service coordinator. He kind of runs that program out there. But they have a lot of exciting stuff, and I got a chance to visit them the other day. And I'm telling you, there's, they have a complete schedule. I would check it out. I, I would assume, and don't uh, hold me to this, but I would assume that one would be able to find their Veterans and Community Resource Center cal- calendar on a website. And I'm trying to search and find if I have it, but I know I, I will give you the number to that office. But you veterans out there and others, because it's a, it's like a community resource center that they allow others who uh, do good things in the community to be involved there. That number is 702-633-1640. 702-633-1640. And that's Mr. Walter Lescano. He is the veteran service coordinator at that facility, and I would encourage you to go out and check him out because they have a lot of great programs that occur out there to include such such training as professional development. They have uh, the Salvation Army, as I mentioned, Mr. William Melville. Uh, I would imagine that he does some of these classes, but they, they try to help veterans out there in a particular way. They also have people come in and, and assist with people doing their taxes. So it's a great resource center that I would encourage our veterans to go out and, and check out. 
Also, they have a for Black History Month, they have a luncheon, and they're urging people to join the City of North Las Vegas Veterans Community uh, Commission as they on, they're honoring the rich history and achievements and contributions of black service members. And they have a speaker, the Honorable Victor S. Angry, who is U.S. Army retired, who joined and, and he serves remotely and is retired, uh, uh, was a command sergeant major. That's high up in the uh, enlisted side of the service. So that will occur on Monday, February 26th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And again, that's at the Veterans and Community Resource Center, 3090 East Centennial Parkway, North Las Vegas, 89081. Right next right next door to the Skyview uh, YMCA. So anybody interested, again, uh, you should RSVP if you want to try to make it to that luncheon. It, uh, the RSVP is at 702-633-1640. You must do so as soon as possible. So once again, just wanted to share that information because I think they're doing wonderful work. And that was my first time actually visiting uh, that particular location. But they're doing some great things, and I think that we need to uh, to support that. So particularly those who are out in the North Las Vegas area, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. On the other side, I'm going to talk at length to to a great extent with respect to those uh, folks that I mentioned, condolences about, uh, particularly last week, we had the three soldiers, the reservists, in fact, from that lost their lives in the Middle East. And then on U.S. soil, we had five uh, military folks, Marines, in fact, that uh, passed away due to uh, uh, an accident that they had while they were doing some in-service training. So on the other side, we'll get into that. And this, again, Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. I appreciate you guys listening, and always please consider, particularly those who may have a need, to get in touch with our service officer, Tony Marshall, 301-537-9465. Once again, we'll be back on the other side. Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and Media. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. And something that I, I need to talk to you all about or share with you prior to getting into the other discussion that I want to have on our lost uh, service men and women is that of a thing that's going on today down in L.A. I will be speaking along with several others at a fire station dedication in honor of Retired, and he's now an ancestor, deceased uh, Assistant Chief Herschel Clady, fire station number 58. Herschel did so much work, and, and this is, I'm telling you guys who may not know, you don't just, they, very seldom will you get elected officials to agree to actually say, you know what, we're going to dedicate this place or that place in honor of someone. Where in Herschel's case, he has done so much great work with that particular department. I think Herschel did 30-plus years, but I can tell you that uh, for them to say, you know what, we're going to honor him and keep his legacy going by dedicating and naming a fire station where he spent considerable time as a, as a firefighter and as a captain. 
And I don't, I don't, I think he probably moved after he became a battalion chief. But uh, Herschel did a lot of work and worked with a lot of folks at that particular station. And the um, they call them county supervisors, kind of equal to our county commissioners here. There's five of them, and they said, uh, along with the fire chief Maroney, and this was an idea that was pushed by one of our Herschel's colleagues, uh, retired assistant chief Dan Scott, along with uh, the president of the the local chapter of the IABPFF, uh, President Gray. Well, they pushed and ensured that uh, this will be done in Herschel's honor, and these folks said absolutely. And I know that the fire chief, Chief Maroney, had to be a part of that because generally your elected officials will go along with the department head if they have something solid and they will have community support for. So I am pleased, as we all are, so those of you who listen to our show from around the country and particularly particularly those who may be down in Southern Cal at 10 o'clock on this Saturday, today I should say, we will be at um, Fire Station 58 and I failed to bring that address but just look it up and uh, 10 o'clock there'll be a number of people there honoring Herschel as they dedicate this station in his name. That's Herschel Clady, retired assistant chief, Los Angeles County Fire Department. He was uh, really a great guy, and we appreciate uh, the work that he did while here on this earth. And I can tell you that I was Herschel's uh, assistant regional director uh, for the IABPF Southwest region. He brought a number of different programs to our region. He helped to recruit. Uh, just did just did a lot of great work. And I know that Herschel and, and those who knew him, Herschel was one of those kind of guys to me, if he bragged about something, it was so subtle. You go, well, did he just brag? It'd go right over your head because he's just one of them humble folks, man, that just uh, live life. And I learned so much about the game of golf as well as leadership in the fire service. So certainly hope that God was pleased with the work that uh, Brother Herschel Clady did while here on this earth. And I can tell you that uh, I used to watch the he and Trustee Bino, also uh, ancestor now, how they would compete, not only on the golf course, but I can tell you that Herschel was uh, quite a bit better than both uh, Trustee and I. But I watch uh, when we do, and it, I think we just held the sixth annual one uh, here in Las Vegas where we have a bunch of retirees come in. We break bread and we play golf. There's no other agenda. We just sit around and talk. Uh, tell stories some are probably repeated a hundred times but we just love to get together and break bed and fellowship and uh, Herschel and Trusty each one of them held it in their, their place Trusty was up in Monterey California Herschel of course down in Long Beach and you would see them you could see them when they how they competed when they were hosting and both of them did some tremendous work and everybody who attended always felt welcome and at home. So again, I just wanted to share that because I think it's important for us to to appreciate those who have gone before us and in order for their legacy to keep moving forward, it's, it's about us talking about the work that they've done while they were here 
and let's continue to be better people because one thing I know is that we're all fellow human beings. I don't care if you're black, white, uh, gay, straight. We're all fellow human beings. And one thing that you will always hear me talk about is we got to have some more peace around this world. And I know peace is a very, very delicate issue because everybody wants something from somebody. And sometimes we want to take it from somebody else. So that's my prayer continuously that we have world peace. And I know that's easy, easier said than done, because as you look at what's going on around this world and practically every major continent, there is some kind of conflict going on. And there's a tremendous loss of life. And some of these are non-military folks. These are civilians who are. And we know that when there, when war occurs, a lot of times you will have uh, civilian casualties. So let's keep praying and hoping that uh, men will come together and say, you know what, I don't need it all. Just let me get a little bit to survive. I don't have to have all the money. I don't have to have all the resources. Let's just live in a certain level of peace because we're all, when it's all said and done, we're all fellow human beings. So with that, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'll be back on the other side. I'm going to go in a little bit more depth in terms of, again, those individual soldiers and reservists uh, who passed away in the last couple of weeks. Uh, always defending and looking out for the interests of us who are now civilians. They're looking out for us as they go and serve. So we want to honor them by saying a few more words about them as we continue to express condolences to those families. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. And as I mentioned early in the show, I wanted to talk a little bit more detail about uh, those uh, soldiers, men and women who uh, passed away while serving our country. I'm going to start with the uh, the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, who uh, recently released the identities of Marines that were killed in their helicopter crash. They were flying from from Nevada to California on a routine training mission. They were uh, Lance Corporal uh, Davis, 21 years old, from Kansas. Sergeant uh, Langan, 23 of Chandler, Arizona. Captain Benjamin Moulton of Emmett, Idaho. Captain Jack Casey, 26 of Dover, New Hampshire. And Captain Miguel Nava, 28 of Traverse City, Michigan. Now, we certainly honor those those individuals. they were all obviously in the military, and you wonder, were they drafted? No, because the draft isn't in place right now. So more than likely, they decided to join the military for whatever reason. Was it finances? Was it schooling? Whatever the case, they were serving us, uh, and we want to honor them. Uh, I would imagine they were from families who absolutely loved them, they were from families uh, large and small, 
And as you as I read off the names of where they were from, they were from small towns to larger towns to bigger communities. But I would imagine some of them were coaches. Some of them were educators. Uh, Who knows the various things that they that they did in their short lives? Because, again, all those folks that I mentioned, they were in their 20s. And that is something for a family, because I I remember I lost my youngest brother. And in our family, there was three boys, four girls. Uh, Lost our youngest brother. I think I, I was in the Army then, in fact, got to come home to his services and then we had uh, my mother and father had four girls here in Las Vegas. And the oldest one, Deborah, we call her Tipo, she passed away. And when those two left the family, it, it leaves a hole, but you never stop thinking about them. And you always wonder what may have been. And I can only imagine that some of these families are saying, what may have been the rest of the life? of these, well, they would say this individual, this family member, but I can tell you this for sure, and I say it all the time, when God is ready for us to leave this earth, you can run, but you can't hide. And I don't want to say that in a a flippant way, but these folks, it was their time, unfortunately, untimely, because I know that their families love them. And I remember, as I mentioned about um, Chief Herschel Clady and him having a, and his, he's an ancestor, as I mentioned, having a fire station named in his honor. I recall when my mom passed, Herschel called me and he said, I know how you feel, Dave. And then he stopped himself right in the middle of the stream of conversation. He said, no, I don't. I don't have no idea how you feel because at the time his mom was still alive down in San Diego. So he said, no, man, I, I have no idea how you feel. I can only imagine the hurt and the pain that you're going through. So I said that to say that if you haven't lost someone who's in the military or just in general, it's hard to say. And I know because I, I, I've been through many conversations with people say, oh, I know how they feel. or I know how you you don't unless you've been through it. And that's just that's not being mean. That's just being factual of the experience that we all have. And people grieve in different ways. I know my wife, Marsha, she went to a grieving class and they talked about how when someone passes away, everybody grieves a totally different way. I remember when my, when my dad passed, I took it really, really hard. I took it as hard as well when my mother passed. But. With my dad, sometimes I'd be sitting somewhere and I start crying. What's wrong with you? Man, I was just thinking about my dad. And in that case, some of it was a little bit about guilt because my dad was like a lot of the older brothers. They were all about Dodger Blue. He loved them Dodgers. And I just wish in retrospect I had taken him over to a game in L.A. to see the Dodgers. And then the other thing is he wasn't wasn't much on fishing, but I bought him a fishing pole and a tackle box. But I never took him fishing. That's, you know, you can provide certain tools, but if, if, if someone hasn't been accustomed to doing those things, then if you're going to lead or assist or participate, then you should follow through as best you can to assist with uh, ensuring that they, uh, in retirement, because he had retired, uh, do some things that's outside of what they generally do, and um, help them with that. 
because I, I, I do know that in retirement, sometimes people suffer because they don't have any other thing that they were doing prior to retirement. That's why I always tell members of my staff at Las Vegas Fire and Rescue, have something else that you do, that you love to do outside of just your job. Jobs are important, but they are a means of um, making uh, the money that you need to survive, to exist. And when it's when you leave from there, if you don't have anything to do, it can be very harmful to you mentally in particular. I recall when I first got on the department, a lot of a number of guys, not a lot, but a number of guys, they retire. And after what, a couple years, some of them passed away. And I can only imagine that it's because some of them had absolutely no idea of what they were going to do with their lives after they had spent so much time in a particular career field, in this case, fire service. So I urge people continuously, even now, you better have something else that you like to do outside of. And it ain't about the money, y'all, because me, Gene Campbell, Burt Washington, we've been instructing at the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. Gene and I started as students in 92. I think in 93 or 94, we started instructing and been instructing ever since. But I told them that uh, Gene and Bert, who are my uh, partners in teaching, that it's time for Dave Washington to sit on the sideline. And they keep telling, no, no, no. But there's a time when you when you must step aside. But I do try to keep myself knowledgeable about this field by being involved in members of, of a number of different organizations because it's important. to If you're going to be involved, you need to at least stay in tune with the various trends, the various happenings in whatever career field. And again, we none of us get paid. We're all doing this because of our love for the industry that, uh, in fact, uh, Bird is still uh, serving uh, as a chief officer with San Bernardino County Fire Department. So it was a good, good career field. And now we're in a position where we're assisting others to move up through the ranks in that business. But now I'm going to talk about a little bit more about, again, these folks who passed away, these soldiers, again, probably coaches, fathers, brothers, sisters, you know. And um, we grieve with you because they were serving for us. And let us not forget that. Let us not forget that. And I say that not only as a Las Vegan and a Nevadan, but also as a member of the world population. The other three I want to talk about now is those individuals who were um, over in the Middle East and they lost their lives. And I know America retaliated and did damage. In fact, the guy who um, called that hit, uh, they got him. And we certainly want to avenge the the loss of these young folks. Um, in this case, these were three African-Americans. Um, the oldest, uh, Sergeant Rivers, was 46. Specialist Sanders was 24. And Specialist Moffitt was 23. They were all natives of, uh, of Georgia. And I would imagine, as I mentioned about the other uh, five individuals 
who passed away uh, on that training mission. I would imagine that these same individuals, as young as they are, who knows why they joined. But I trust that uh, back at home they were well respected. Uh, we have no idea what they uh, may have uh, had planned uh, once they had left the military. And they were, res- I-, I can't remember if all three were were reservists and reserving. Being a reservist is different from active military. In fact, I did one year after I got out, I was a reservist. And that means that you can be called upon if they need some folks to go to action. You can be called upon as a reservist. They'll, you have to go through training. Uh, generally on an annual basis, you go somewhere for training. I think I went one time, but I never got called out into the field after I had actually reti- retired from uh from the military, from the United States Army, in fact. But uh, those individuals, we, we we feel for their families and we want to always keep their names um, lifted up because, again, I can't talk about it or reiterate it enough. They were serving in defense of us and all that we get to have in this great country called America in spite of the various differences that we may have from a race, from a class standpoint, we're all Americans. And uh, I have mentioned, and I will continue to mention, that our humanity uh, has somehow slipped away. Because when you hear things that people do to one another, it it, it really drives you crazy to an extent. Uh, the other day, at my daughter Amber's house, we, like everybody else, was hovered around the TV watching the Super Bowl. And then, of course, we did uh, the birthday cake for, for Marsha. And the grandkids all had something to say about their grandmother and how she helped them, et cetera, et cetera. And it was cool, you know, because uh, I knew when they started gathering around them and I'm seeing these papers in folks' hands, they're getting ready to do something very special for Grandma and uh, very much appreciated and after they finish, they turn to me because I've been going through a couple of medical issues uh, of late. And I don't mind telling folks because they got me on prayer lists here, there and everywhere. And I appreciate it. So they start talking. My grandkids, uh, they start talking about the things that I've done and how much they appreciate me. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. But one thing I've, I've, I've tried to do each year, and uh, Marsha used to get on me, and she finally knew that it wasn't going to stop me because I believe it's important for people to read. So this year I did something very different with my grandchildren versus me going and buying them what I think they need to read. We There's a little bookstore, uh, you guys, downtown, um, where uh, I'm trying to remember the young lady's name where she has a hair salon where they do a lot of uh, braiding of hair. Gosh, and Jeannie Jeannie, uh, Stokes going to slap me upside the head for not remembering exactly the name of her daughter's shop. But I can tell you right next door to the shop is a little small bookstore. So we went by, and they I I let them pick what they wanted. But the the other thing that they've got to do is they got to do a report. I don't want to just give people books, particularly young folks. I want them to read and say, here's what I read, here's what I thought. I, th- I just think it's important because 
reading seems to be, I don't know if you call it an art, but it's it's lost on on all of us as people with TikTok. And I'm not putting all of those little quick media things down because certainly that's just a part of our life. But ultimately, we need to know and continue to read various books, various topics. So proud of my grandchildren, proud of my children. And to you out there, Las Vegas, once again, I hope you will continue to listen as well as tell others about Veterans Affairs because with the help of Wes, as again, my producer and director, we do a great job. And Wes, he'd be, be, be like, why you mentioned my name, man? Because you're my man. You keep me straight, Wes. And I love and appreciate you, brother. So with that, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. And we'll talk to you next week, same time, 7 a.m. Saturday morning.